Yo, what it do, baby? This your boy, Chapo. Hey, man, what's going on, everybody? This your boy, Sav. And we are the Chop It Up Podcast Show. Man, yes, indeed, man. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel, man. Follow us on Apple Music, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Man, you know what it is. It's Chop It Up Podcast Show. Let's go! Yo, 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 what's up, good people? This your boy, Chopo. Man, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Saf. And we are the Chop It Up Podcast, man. We got two special guests, man. They had us on their show, and uh, we wanted to redo the favor and bring them on our show, man. Yes, we indeed. got the Dear Sons Podcast in the building. Jay hey. Black, D. John, what it do, baby? Everything great, my brother. How you? Man, I'm feeling good, man. How you feeling today? Man, I'm blessed to be here. Out the house. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They like, how you feeling, man? I feel like a champion or whatever, man. My team good. I'm good. We good. Family good. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yes, Everybody indeed. good. Yeah. He trying yeah. to bait you just to, by the way, talk that. about his team. He That's trying cool. to bait like, you We can get into that. But I know absolutely nothing about what's going on out there. <laughs> <laughs> man, how y'all feeling today, man? It's a great day. It is a Seriously, great day. The weather good. Yeah. 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 And then, man, this Dallas weather is crazy, man. It was snowing on Monday. It rained on Tuesday. A tornado came to on Wednesday. Right. Right. Hit that off. In that order, man. Had to bust the shorts out last week. Man, literally. It just got cold. I had a trench coat on on Wednesday, and I had on shorts Thursday. Yeah. Man, when I went home to, uh, to visit my mom, bro, it was hot. And then I came in with 30 degrees. It's a complete drop-off. It was crazy, bro. Yeah, you went to Atlanta, man. Yeah, hey, you know how that is. Hotlander, Hotlander, Hotlander. Yeah, a lot of things. Well, man, look, we're going to go hop into it, man. Look, uh, you know, we do things a little different over here, man. We gonna, we wide open, man. We be asking all types of stuff. No, I'm just like, we ain't going to do nothing crazy. Yeah, <laughs> we going to do nothing crazy. Man, we really want to get to know y'all, man. So I guess that's to kind of kick things off of uh, Jay Black, man. Just tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are, where you're from. Man, short, short story. Uh, I'm Jay Black from Shreveport, Louisiana. Shreveport. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. I raised uh, college years, Southern University down in Baton Rouge. Then after that, I uh, moved to Houston for a few years, raised my first family, married, divorced, started my second family here in Dallas. I understand, bro. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I hear that. Like, it's, it's a good vibe. It's a good family vibe. So just trying to, I don't want to say try to find my way, but just try to make steady adjustments. And nah, we're mm-hmm. to where we, we're the best version of what we got going on. Nah, for sure, for sure. D. John's man from uh, Hampton, Virginia, Hampton, America, 757, stand up. Um, husband, father, podcaster, producer. Spent most of my time in VA. Um, then I got into my corporate career, moved up to Northern Virginia towards the DC area. Spent some time overseas with my family for a few years, and then we settled in the uh, DFW area when we came back, put down some roots. Now uh, now my kids are from somewhere. That's been a joke because we've moved around <laughs> so much that my kids ain't from nowhere. But um, love it out here, man. It's um, I'm at a stage of life where this makes sense. You know, the, the mm-hmm. money goes where it goes. It goes pretty, you know, much further than where we came from. And um, school systems are great. Family's thriving, man. I, I can't complain. No, man, that's what's up. So I know we had a chance to kind of talk a little bit off camera, right? But for the people who don't know, how did this, how did you two come together? Yeah. I'll jump out a little bit. Uh, We're actually neighbors. We're next door neighbors. And share the grass line neighbors. (laughs) Y'all got that Barney Rubble Fred Flintstone thing. Pretty much. That's crazy. (laughs) We even talk about putting the flip door on the the gate in the backyard. (laughs) 
Hey, bro, that, that, that's old school right yeah, there, man. Here we are. Yeah, so um, when he moved in, his family moved in. Old school, like we were laughing about before we started, man. Mm-hmm. Just, me and my wife walked over, like, hey, we got some, some new neighbors, some real neighbors next door. Let's go meet them. Walked over, knocked on the door, chopped it up a little bit. I kid you not, just to give you an insight who my brother is, <laughs> he come out and shake my hand, and he's like, hey, listen, we don't trust people. <laughs> <laughs> First conversation. Orientation. I'm not trying to sugarcoat this. This what it is. This what you up against. Hey man, we've been live ever since, man. Yeah, it's dope because as I was saying, we've never had neighbors that we consider family. So when I say that's my brother, that's my brother, and I'm very careful with that because I don't want to discredit the relationship I got with my brothers that I knew before. You know what I'm saying? So it was. And, and we had to reacclimate to to people because when we lived overseas, it it made us close as a family. But it was like us, us. Everything we do is us. We didn't really have too many friends. We had coworkers and things like that that we were associated with. But we were closed in. Bond got strong as a family. But when we came back, and we moved during the pandemic. That's the other thing. Like we moved, we moved, we closed April twentieth, twenty twenty. So at the oh, I know y'all the, still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that was part of the. <laughs> that one is exactly hey, part of the question. Pandemic prices, man. <laughs> COVID prices, even COVID, yeah, back then. COVID prices, but but yeah, to to his point, I, I'm just kind of like I'm, I'm kind of even killed to a to a large degree. And then when you get to know me, you realize I'm a clown for real. But uh, nah, they they walked over. We weren't used to it. I was kind of like that. Eh. <laughs> Who is that we nigga? Oh man. <laughs> What we doing, but nah, it's been working out, man. Nah, that's dope, man. That's dope. So, Dear Sons Podcast, man, me and Sav had an opportunity to be able to be a part of that, man. That was that was big for us um, and, and our podcast yeah, career, man. So, so thank you for the opportunity on being on there. Talk to us a little bit, man, on like how y'all came up with the concept of y'all show. Yeah, so so Dear Sons started out for me actually in 2021. Um, I realized that my relationship with my son was a little. Um, I was unsure about it. Now, my son lives in my house. For reference, I lived in the house of my father. When I got to the 13, 14, 15-year-old stage, I stopped wanting information from my dad, largely because of the rules he had in his house. But now as a father, I get it. Like, you got to stand on something, and this is, this is how it is. It's not for the kids to really like. But that, that created a, a wedge in our relationship. So I went years where it was like trying to plan. When he's coming home, I'm leaving. Then I left the house prematurely. I left at 19, um, learned some world lessons that I probably would have got better if I just you know, tuned into the information that he had. So I saw my son at that age and I was like paralyzed, like, man, does he feel a lot about me the way that I felt about my father? And he didn't. I was just kind of projecting that. So um, I put it, my, my wife and I were podcasting before about marriage. So kind of in the okay. same vein, it was like, here's my relationship with my son. Here's why I'm struggling. Here's what I'm trying to figure out, and I tell people real time, and it was to keep me accountable. So I put the trail up in 2021, no, in 2020. Didn't do anything for a year. And then I, I fell into this uh, this podcast mentorship that kind of re like kind of reignited. Resparked that Resparked line. it. It kept me accountable because was, I was going through with a bunch of people. And mm-hmm. now looking at saying, what are you doing? And just started telling the story. First episode probably took me five hours to shoot from like 11 a.m. to like 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. because I was just, what do I say? How do I do it? When the camera comes on, I'm just stumbling. And then people received it. And after that first one was out, I was like, all right, well, people listen or not, this is helping me. 
and then I started having other guests on. James became, I think James was a guest episode 17, 18, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then he was back like episode 30, then episode 40, then we had a panel he's on. It was like, yo, like, what's up? <laughs> Do you want to be They're a part of part? Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely invited. No, no, definitely invited. And um, just the, like, our chemistry makes sense. And that was the other thing. Like, people, there's a lot of people that are willing to be a podcast host because they want to be seen. But do you rock well do together? You, do you rock well together? And like I was saying earlier, I saw him do life. So if I can trust him with my kids, I'm picking his kids up. Yeah, why not just talk on the mic? Our wives, I, I, don't, I don't know if they're related. But, they, but there's some there's some indications that they came from <laughs> the same tribe somewhere. Dads, man, we say that all the time. Like, bro, some of the stuff, you know, you know, you'll have conversations. You'll vent a little bit. Like, man, she, like, man, I just happened that happened to me this morning. So we like, man, that's our sister. Yeah, your, your sister over there doing the same thing. So yeah, like he said, it was the biggest thing for me was it it, it was almost a coping mechanism for me. You know, I. How we grew up, how I was raised, you didn't walk around talking about feelings, emotions, problems. You dealing with something, you deal with it, fix it. No, how much fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes your version of it being fixed, it's not fixed at all. It's suppressed. It's out the way. But as long as it's not on my forefront blocking my bread or blocking me move forward, then in our mind as a man, we've already convinced ourselves that it's fixed. Right. Like if it's, if it's no longer stopping my bread, it's fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's out the way. That don't mean it's fixed. So mm-hmm. having these conversations about childhood, about parenthood, about trying to be a dad. I grew up in a single mother household. However, my dad was in Houston my whole life. So I'm going from Shreveport to Houston every summer. So I'm getting three months of exposure to my pops. And so that's my version of fatherhood. You know what I mean? So now I'm going back home these other 12, you know, nine months of the year. So now, nine months of the year, I'm, I'm being raised by my mom, and I'm getting three months with my dad. So now I'm trying to piece those three months into what I think a man is. Mm-hmm. However, the street's giving me their version of what manhood is, you know what I mean? How you move, how you're supposed to move, what you're not supposed to accept. Sometimes that's a bit more aggressive than mm-hmm. what you would pass on to your son, you know? Now, hindsight, looking at it as an adult, but as a kid, all you know is men don't do that, boys don't do that. You take that and you that's that's law. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of mistakes or some of the, because thankfully, you know, I had some, some good information trickle down to me, though, that I still stand on to this day. That ain't guaranteed, though, because I saw boys come up with us that didn't make it. Man, yep. man. So that that's huge, bro. So the fact he was like, hey, might as well do this all the way. You with it? Am I? It's helping me, bro. Like, bro right. I, I insist. Man, crazy thing is, so after being on y'all show, man, it really made me take a step back in my life. And kind I'm of just going to say the same thing. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, I actually had a conversation with my mom about stuff that I've never talked to her about man, my entire don't... life because these things are affecting me now as a 33-year-old adult, you know, on maybe why I'm this way or, you know, why I do that or why I do this. Like you said, kind of seeing your dad, you know, 90 days out of, you know, 12-month year. Right. That's in your eyes, this is what it looked like. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, it, it kind of opened up my eyes a lot, man, just to kind of, you know, ask myself why I am the way that I am. Yeah. And for me, like, my, <clears throat> as, soon as, my as soon as I sent it over to my mom, right, she, she looked at it and then she called me early in the morning. We had because I was on the way to work and she called me. We had a good hour and a half talk about everything, right? Mm-hmm. And she was just like, 
damn, I didn't know you was really talking like that on here. And I was, <laughs> I was like, damn, what you mean by that? Like, you thought I was just, I had just shooting the shit? Like, but she was like, nah, like, I could really tell, like, like you really took your time, like really investing into what we do, yeah, you know, yeah. on the podcast. So, nah, it was it was definitely dope. And it was a long conversation for me and Chop on the way back. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because we were talking about so many things that just we didn't know about each other. That's dope. So, yeah. But I was going to ask, right, ever since y'all started y'all podcast together, right, mm-hmm. um, do you think independently that y'all relationships with your, with your kids has grown stronger based off of this dialogue that y'all have? 100%. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that. That was the, that was the reason for me mm-hmm. was to keep me accountable. And I knew if I put it in, the, it, it shouldn't have to come to this. But however you get to whole, you get to whole, right? I knew if I put it in the public space, I would be account- I would be more accountable to it, right? And it's not necessarily fronting for it, but I knew I didn't want to come on week after week after week. And in week forty, I'm in the same place I was in week three. So my son has been doing it, and my son is, my son has come on. And I've asked him I've asked him questions on camera, evaluating me. And then my youngest son, my, my sons are right now sixteen and eight. Mm-hmm. So they've you know my oldest son was on it a couple times, and then my youngest son was like, I've never been on a podcast. <laughs> Seven year old, I didn't know you wanted to be. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you wanted to be on a podcast. And then I had an episode with my two sons and my dad. There's never been three generations of John's men in the same room that we're aware of because the information that my dad had showed that there was never a grandson and a grandfather alive at the same time. Mm. So a father never had his father and a son at the wow. same time. To the records that he has. Now, I, don't, I can't go back to the origin of, yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of for us. The, for the people but what you know, 18, from, know, from mid-1800s. Wow. We were looking at it, he, he, he had some documentation. I'm like, hold on. I'm looking at the, the, the death and the birth dates. I'm like, was did anybody have a grandfather before my children? And he's like, I, I didn't. I don't think my dad did. And I was like, man, that's 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 huge, right? And we don't. When I see people now talking about grandfathers, I'm not capping when I say I'm envious of it. I'm like, what's that like? Like I had grandmothers, and and like my my dad's dad died when my dad was 20 or 21. My dad was in Vietnam. He came home, buried his father, and went back. Never more had that conversation with him a couple of years ago. He's like, I don't think I've been born. So, so that's kind of the model. Like we don't, we just push, push on. My, my mom's father was alive while I was alive, but he left my mom, my grandmother and her sister when she was like eight. On some, I'm going to the store. Never came back when it started another family. So I, I've only had wow. um, admiration for my dad's dad that I never knew, but I supposedly looked like in disdain for my mother's father who was on some sucker, you know, yeah, yeah. left. Mm-hmm. So that was, um, I, I knew how important it was to try to change that dynamic for the Johns family. Cause I'm like, the, I'm, it's, on, it's me. My dad is still alive, but I'm like, man, when you get to a certain age, you're 33, I'm 44, you start thinking about reprioritizing what things are really important. I'm like, man, what am I, how am I setting up my family? How am I setting up the Johns name based on my actions? And all I really had to hang my hat on was I was successful in corporate. And that was my whole claim to fame. I didn't play sports. I didn't, like, this is what I do great. And I was kind of sacrificing my family along the way. COVID hit. Ultimately, I got exited from uh, corporate America in 2022. And it's been the biggest blessing because it's made me way more intentional about the time that I have and everything revolving around my family. So it's, 
the long answer. <laughs> nah, I appreciate you know. it, man. And in that same space, speaking on intentional, that's what it did for me as well. You know, it, it's some of the stuff that I'm forced to reflect on. Like, I have to sit down and really think about how I'm moving as a dad, as a parent, as a husband even. Because even that, I'm mindful of. I have three sons in my household. I have six kids total. Three from my first marriage, three from my second marriage. But in my household, I have a seven-year-old. I mean, I have a five-year-old, seven-year-old, and a 17-year-old, all boys. So I'm their first version of manhood. I'm the first version of a father. I'm the first version of a husband, even, because obviously I want my kids to get married, reproduce, and be successful in life. You know, show them how life looks, what this looks like. Combined incomes, whatever the case may be, whatever fits your lifestyle. But do it whatever that looks like for your house and your family. I'm not going to tell you, you and your wife need to go work. I don't know what you and your wife have sorted out. You don't even have a wife yet. You're too young. But what I do want to convey is whatever you decide to do, make certain that that worked for y'all. Because you didn't you didn't seek what I had going on or try to call me like, what you think me and my wife ought to do? It's not my business, son. We can have a conversation as men and I can give you my perspective based on what you've seen throughout my life. But I'm not gonna, I don't wanna get into telling you that. So <clears throat> when I have those kinds of conversations on the show, because I'm trying to be mindful of the content that we are putting out, <clears throat> excuse me, and I want to be genuine. So because I want to be genuine, it forces me to have reflections and self-reflection that I typically would not do. So you'll find yourself brainstorming and meditating through the day. I'll be driving. I don't even have a radio on anymore. I'm thinking about how my day went, what did I do, what decisions I made, and how I interacted with my kids and with my family. And then stuff that I see a flaw. I don't try to talk about just the highlights on the show, and he don't either. We try to intentionally talk about a slip-up I had this week because that's what's real and realistic. The, the, the easy part is easy. That's why they call it that. You know, it's like, so get up, get out the bed, you know, get yourself together, hygiene-wise, go to work. That's that's a no-brainer. So the day I was walking outside and this chick walked by and I was like, oh, have mercy. You gotta, how did you get past that though? <laughs> See, these are the conversations you're not having in public, you know what I mean, or with your son about temptation coming at you and did I, did I slip, did I slide? How did you deal with it though? These, this is the kind of stuff you need to really chop it up with with your kids and so that helped me to find ways to do that and be intentional about it because it's easy to be like oh he gonna figure it out we're gonna talk about it well now he 18 19 years old with a baby on the way and y'all never got around to that conversation you see what i'm saying so i use it just like i said in the beginning it's a coping mechanism for me it's, it's my counseling i talk no that's big man and just kind of looking in like you said pointing out maybe some of the things that you slipped up on because ultimately that's most important. That's really how you learn and how you grow. Um, and I find myself now, you know, kind of doing like you said. I'd be driving without the radio, yes. thinking in my head. And I talk to myself sometimes in the car. I say something out loud, just kind of see how it feels. Because when you hear something, you can kind of feel a little bit more emotional when you hear it than when you're thinking about it. Right. You know, and that just became new to me. You know, just recently. Right. You know, on this 19, 21 minute drive I got from out here to downtown. You right. know. And just kind of analyzing my day and just seeing like how I could have been better or more productive and you know my situation that I got going on. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. So let me ask you guys this: <clears throat> with the podcast, um, how do y'all push each other outside of the podcast? Well, that's funny you say that. <laughs> uh, one thing that we do have, uh, which kind of ties on the inside, that I'll lead to the outside. We have a shared. Um, note 
in the in the in the iPhone mm -hmm. a bank. So if, if again I'm meditating all day, he meditating all day. So if something hits you, you drop it in the note. We have a list of ideas, topics, things you're dealing with, and that way if he drops something in there, I see it immediately, and vice versa. So on the outside, <clears throat> something something we'll put as a topic. We don't discuss topics about what, what our approach is going to be on the show, but if it's something heavy or deep, phone call. Yeah. Like, hey, what you, what you got? What you doing? You're like, good. And it'll lead into, like, like right now I'm struggling. I've been struggling with my health as far as trying to lose weight. i, I got to get this weight off based on what my doctors say and some other factors that's going on. Hit me on the side. Hey, this is what we're going to do. That accountability. Yeah. So I didn't ask him. Like, hey, man, give me something, something, because, you know, he eat cleaner than I do. He, he's vegetarian, and he, he you know, he hasn't eaten meat, and he do this. And I'd be like, man, that's a, that's a sacrifice in my head, you know what I mean? But it's real, though. I'd be like, I got to eat that. So he'd be like, nah, let's try this. He was, and, you know, just to give you an idea of that, he gave me a perspective. He was like, you're not really hooked on meat like that. It's a texture thing. So if you're looking for that chew, get this and you'll get that chew the satisfaction of you just ate me so yeah. I give that as an example of outside of the show yeah we, we sit here chopping it up about trying to be better parents better fathers better husbands but in real life hey what you got going on what you doing this weekend what your what your business look like like mm -hmm. what goals you set for your business how they look because he came from corporate man this guy was up a level in the e-suite so now when he comes to c-suite I'm sorry the exact so he come back and he's like hey you ever thought about this perspective in your business? I'd be like, boy, I ain't think about that. Cause me and my wife, we we own a chiropractic clinic. Okay. So we, no, that's we, dope. Man, man so that's dope. On, and we work together every day. So that's the crazy thing. I'm at I'm at the office with my wife every day. People be like, you crazy. <laughs> like, nah. That's your best friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it worked. So he steadily he hitting me with stuff that he's gained through his extensive knowledge and reach in corporate America that I'm learning and applying right here every day. I'd be like, man, bro, I appreciate that. He didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Like we we brothers, but at the same time, there's no obligation there. You know what I'm saying? And vice versa. If I I'm from a logistics background, I'm a retired 20 year truck driver. So now anything logistics, you can't miss me. I've hauled everything. I've ran to this day. I just I haven't even dissolved my my uh, CDL, nor have I dissolved my my operating authority. It's just on pause. So we have conversations about that, you know. So outside of the podcast, life, anything I see you got going on, even if you're not talking about it, because he's he not going to ask for help for nothing. You yeah, I'm getting it. better, man. I'm getting better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting better. So you got to catch it and then just offer it, bro. So we, we, we do good with that in my opinion. Yeah, so for, from my perspective, um, him having been in the entrepreneurial space with his wife, I moved into that space out of corporate. So I'm honestly learning how to support my wife because I'm used to being the champion. And it wasn't, a, it wasn't an external ego thing, but I had to realize internally, like, I'm... That was, like I said, that was my claim to fame because that was the thing that I was doing well. You couldn't tell me that I wouldn't provide. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Some yeah, other yeah, things, yeah, yeah. Hey, I can relate. Super I questionable, but just seeing how they work together, work through things, even if they're not agreeing on the same thing at the same time. They have to stay in sync. Correct. Whereas me, I'm, I start to look for, remember last year when you did, like I start to group all of those things together. <laughs> like, it's, like it's one of it. And I'm it's honestly working through it because my wife, um, has supported me and I was I was accustomed to that but now both of us being entrepreneurs and 
income not being predictable and she's trying to make this thing work and legitimately she feels like now it's her turn because she said in the background i'm like well we both got to be in the, like we both have to be going after this thing so i look at their model like man like that's i hate to say goals and i think that's corny but inspiration inspiration right how they work through things and then like him and i talk my wife and his wife talk like this this is like we reference so now i know i can trust i can trust that um that environment collectively right with whatever they're talking about i trust that it's stays between that the circle and i trust that their conversations are helping them to get better as women as wives as mothers like we are so i consider it a safe space with him and i a safe space with you know because it's whoever you're talking to as a spouse you're bringing that into your relationship so if it's an untrustworthy party that just feels good to talk to you're still impacting your relationship because you're putting that information with somebody that can't really hold it so having been married this long 18 years and seeing other situations not necessarily work out makes me a little bit more guarded with who our information goes to and I feel more comfortable like they they hop in the joint we go into the store only thing I'm worried about is what the statement is going to say <laughs> I'm not worried about it like, like, it's, like it's a negative influence or anything like that it's just like oh okay I say a prayer <laughs> let's learn fellas be mindful letting your old lady your wife your gal whatever you call your beast hang out with these street poppers you better be mindful she come home looking at you popping her mouth and then throwing her hand like you're a little different today today no nah, that's facts man yeah. your outside influence influences your inside yeah. it comes in the house I, I do want to commend you too though on having like a an open space between the two like having just a a lane for vulnerability, yeah. I think, is really important. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, as men, you know, we don't we don't want to shed no tear. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I definitely commend y'all for that. Appreciate for sure. That. For sure. Appreciate that. Yeah. Man, I'm learning a lot. I see mental health a lot online, and people see it, they hear it, they feel it, but they don't really understand it. But I guess now, as I get older, that's really a big thing. Yeah. You know, it's really a big thing. You know, because. Yeah. I think mindset-wise, that controls your day. It controls your emotions. It controls how you react in situations. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I, I think now, just for me, man, that's that's number one priority. Yeah. You know, when waking up in a good mental space is a great day for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think I really probably appreciated that a few years back on just having years of mental clarity because you don't have all these issues and all these problems or situational based things and stuff like that so um now definitely kudos to y'all like you said on being able to have that space to you know share that vulnerability yeah i was gonna say um and a lot of times too and this is obviously not to throw no shade but i don't think a lot of women know this this like to this extent but they know they probably do, but, they know. but let's see, let's see they where know. this goes, right? So what I'm getting at is it's it's crazy because a lot of women don't understand that their energy starting our day before we go outside of the house to go to work can change everything. everything. Oh, yeah. Or or if we're currently at work and something's wrong and you bring it up to us during work, yeah. it can ruin everything. 
everything. And I'm not saying that obviously that's like any of our situation, but people just don't realize how important your peace is. If they can have that from the moment you leave, from the moment you get back. Now, obviously, things in the family happens, yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. if it's like a me and her thing, right. I, my prior situation, right? I told it was a rule. It was a rule that we had, right? I was like, "Hey, look, if you're mad at me about something, if something going on, just wait till I get home. Just, just, just do me that much. Just wait till you get home. It may be eating you up inside, yeah. and you can rip me up when I get home. Yeah. But just wait till I get home, because I'm yeah. telling you, if it ha if you tell me while I'm at work, I ain't gonna get nothing done. Yeah. My head is frustrated. Yeah. Even though I know how to do my job, it's right. just. It's gonna be tough for me. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That, that decompressed time too, though. Like, yeah. With it. Yeah. Now my reaction to that thing gonna be totally different. I'm not gonna receive it the same. Because mm -hmm. now I walk in the door to the blah 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 blah. blah. Now you in defense, you in defense mode. I'm in defense mode. Because now I'm attack. You didn't. You, you didn't got your me. hands like whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let me get my day off me. Give me 30 minutes. But the same thing. You know, something I learned over the years. I have to also show you how to deal with me. So a lot of times the women overwhelmed. A lot of that's built up on some, it's building up on her, but where's her outlet? You know, she catering to the fact of, True. watch out, let dad come in and decompress. Like I say, we work together. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I got to grab the kids like, hey man, get, get the hell out of here, bro. Go upstairs, go play. Let your mama breathe for a minute. Mama this, mama that, back up. So it's our job to, to set the tone as well. So now I might have some beef with her, that I need to let her decompress so she can receive actually what I'm saying and not feel attacked. So now, I feel like women are better at, uh, and I, I please believe I'm not a, one of these cats that. No, no, like, you know, I ain't that dude. But at the same time, I try to show people how to deal with me through action. That way, by the time it go bad, it's no surprise. I gave you the scissors. Mm -hmm. To my people, like, you yeah. cut me out? No, I handed you the scissors, bro. You cut yourself off. So the whole play <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I, I like that. Kids, I get everything good. Let her settle in. And when I see her laughing and joking, you good? Because listen, I got to ask you something. Or even if I don't have anything. So now when my day comes, you know what that look like. So now when I expect that, it's not an unrealistic expectation. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So now the whole, what, what it becomes healthy, is when it's reciprocated. If that mm -hmm. thing happening on both sides, you'll get way more out of that partner. That's the woman to the man and the man to the woman. Mm -hmm. Because it shows you what it look like. I'm not just take, 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 take. Man, hey, listen, because that's brilliant. Don't don't meet me with nothing at my job with that. Don't call me through the day. Don't hit me at the office with that. Let me come home, settle my mind, and hit me with what you got. But the same thing. Because we, we good. I know I will. I'm, I'm I'm the devil standing the king sometimes. <laughs> I call him man, what the hell is this? He's like, wait, 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 man. <laughs> we talk about this in the house? We can, but just know I got something on my brain. We can talk about this. Well, yeah, I, I, I dare you to do me like that. You know what yeah, so yeah. I mean? So I got to get better at because I'm not mm -hmm. perfect at it. I slip. I slip to this day. Well, one, one thing I say that I've learned is um, that the most dangerous conversations I've had with my wife are the ones that she never participated in. <laughs> Things that I made up in my head, my side of it, her response. Now I'm mm. I'm I'm, I'm taught because of the response that I got that I created for her in my head, and it, it goes on and goes on. Now it's nothing. Don't worry about it. I'm good. I'll figure it out. And then it, boom, big boom, right? Yeah. And it's never. It's, uh, my story has never been anything like physical or anything like that. But it, it gets to a place where I could have communicated earlier with a different tone 
But now I've collected all of these things over time and I formed an opinion about her over a conversation we never had. Yeah. <laughs> but, but because I think it's like, man, she should never understand that. But think about it. It's, yeah, it's yeah, not no, funny, but no, no, what we're saying is, who let off with it? I don't think women understand this. That's yeah, like, yeah. that's a real thing. I don't yeah. think she'll understand or she'll probably just, or I'll just get over it. Mm-hmm. And you said that earlier. We we never really get over it. We we go around it. Put a bandaid on it. Yeah. Still bleeding. Yeah, bandaid on a broken leg, and it, and it never works out. So, one thing that I and I'm learning now. Uh, so my wife hears this, she's like, "Oh, I'm glad you learned it." Uh, <laughs> but no, it's the it's the it's to the importance of getting to a space quicker to have the conversations that you're talking about versus trying to work everything out in your head because you feel that's just another pressure that you got to bear. Mm. That's some deep shit. What was I going to say, man? I had a good question. I feel like I lost my train of thought. I'm hopefully, I can catch it. I don't want to lose it. Um, mm-hmm. Damn, man, I forgot my shit. You good for this. <laughs> man, my mind bad. For me being young, man, my mind yeah. is bad. That boy be at work. Man, that, uh, that what you going to call it. And I done had a whole conversation in my head. And then Chop be like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, you know, over there at the, uh, <laughs> shit, the what you going to call it. You know where the, um. Yeah. Yeah, the conversation in your head ain't so funny, man. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, so I, I guess this is the I mean, you might come back on your question. No, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. But to throw this out there, I know we y'all talk a lot on like the father figure in the things on y'all show. What about the mothers in the things? So we, we yeah, we we've had um like there's a four part series good question. Good question. Uh, on women's perspective of their expect not even just their perspective, but their experience with a father, right? Because for me, the dear son implies fatherhood. Every man is a son. So, so these you are, had to have women involved. Absolutely. Every man is a son, birth from a woman that had a father, right? So there's this this triangle offense that that you can't undo. The nature of the relationships between each one is where we differ. But you couldn't have got here different than I got here, Correct. <laughs> right? Then that person got here because two people came together and did a thing. Whether you know how that story began and ended is all different, but it's all connected. So. What I found was women are more likely to reach out and provide feedback on a thing, right? They were like, well, I have a son, so this, this applies to me too. Women at first were saying, I didn't know if I could listen to your podcast because it said, dear son. Then I realized I had a son. Like, oh. It's like, oh, I can only speak. I can only speak through my veins. Now, if I get on there and start talking about, I believe women, blah, 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 it wouldn't be as effective. It would alienate an audience. We're just talking about our experiences, and and again, because we're not suggesting that we're the genius of the thing, of fatherhood, of manhood. No, here's where we bumped our head. If you choose to bump your head, that's on you. Mm -hmm. But if I tell you that wall hurt when you run into it and you gotta prove me wrong, all right, now we got a story to Mm -hmm. compare that we both ran to the wall, but I would rather you accept my experience from running to the wall and go around it. You'd be further in life. So having a women's perspective, and I got another series queued up of women, um, because it's important to me to know what's important to them. And a a man, when they're choosing a man, when they they, um, procreate, you know, what they wish their, you know, the fathers of their sons would tell them, what what they're concerned about when their daughter goes out and seeks companionship with a man and that kind of relationship. So it, it's, it's all important, and we sprinkle it in, whether it's on an episode or in the interactions and the comments, I'm always open to the, to the woman's perspective. It doesn't necessarily change mine, but I like to have 
both the, sides. The more it. perspective I can have, the more informed I can be about what I'm saying. Even in the dating space, you know, because typically in the age group that we're in, obviously we're not single, but I still talk to 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 single. I got single partners, uh, kids, teenagers, young men, twenties, thirties. I chop it up with them because you got to realize too some of the things that that they're running into. If they're not mentally equipped mm. to deal with it, then they they trying to date this woman and, and, and you know sex on this woman and, and what have you had his way with this woman, but not realizing what she's showing you, trying to get you to understand what you're looking at, you know, because sometimes you'll walk into a relationship or, or or meeting a woman and you don't have the the eyes and the ears, you don't know what you're looking at and you don't know what you're listening to to where in her mind her son is her man and she don't even know it. We had a conversation about that. Yep. You know, some no, women, I, I, they right. made their son their man, just the man of the house. You're going to respect him, he's a king. Baby, he's seven years old. Who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> he's a man of nothing. I'm not going to disrespect your son, but your son not going to leave and guide me. And he damn sure not going to dictate how this relationship go in that capacity. Yep. I, I respect your womanly motherhood position. But if we trying to <laughs> damn about that yet, mm. to an extent. You know what I mean? Like, no disrespect, but our conversation shouldn't even be on him yet. I'm trying to see if you good enough to be around me in a, in a long-term capacity to where now I can say, well, what's going on? You know, you're a little light on him. It's not going to turn out well. You know what I'm saying? He's going to kind of run over you if you keep down this path. I can offer that conversation. I can offer that, that suggestion to you now. If I'm not vested, if I'm just trying to mash you and you're trying to mash me, that's not my business, no disrespect. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So from the space of, like he said, with the motherly aspect, that is the biggest obstacle of, like you said, they'll see dear son, this is parenting 101, you know what I mean? Like this mistakes I made as a parent, right. yeah. whether I'm a man or a woman, which obviously I'm a man, I won't play them games. <laughs> but <it's good>. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> your son has to get this this guidance, you know what I'm saying? And your daughter. Yeah. Right, right. Say, say dear son, say those mistakes we make. Hey, listen, your daughter needs this information too. Yeah. I got Man. three daughters in the house. It, it's crazy that you tap in, as you said, the dating world, because I think in today's time, what was expected a few years ago is totally different now. Boy. And I think even the the men in the world, it's, it's a lifestyle that you have to adapt to now. And it's changing a lot of things. I saw something on Instagram the other day. It was another podcast where these people were saying, you know, these women complaining about the men and how they're raised and stuff like that. But he said, who raising these men? You got these single mothers mm-hmm. that's kicking the fathers out of the house, and you saying you want this and that, and this is what you need to look for, and yeah. these men get out here. And, and, and we're not saying that that's every situation. Not every situation. But the situations that are dealing with that, that is yeah. true. That and is true. There you raise a man that you wouldn't date. That's what it boiled down to. At the end of the day, all of this, oh, let him make it. Oh, he can go lay down. Oh, he can go. Would you lay, would you oh, let your man lay down? Would you look at a dude in the street with a boy? You look yeah. at my face. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Apply that list to your son. These lists are slowing around. Apply that list to your son. Yeah, what you, what you create? Twenty-two. Yeah. And and bro, don't leave the crib. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Perspective. Right, right, right. And I, you know, be like I don't want to be disrespectful. So I be listening to the stories, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, my single partners and, and young men be talking about it. And I, I, bro, I be pissed. It's rough out here, man. Y'all got to stand up. Y'all yeah, it's something. a little man. tough. I, I, I remember my question. Now. Yeah. I got my question yet. So, <clears throat> as uh, just men and husbands over the household, right? Yeah. Do y'all do like check-ins with your family? Mm-hmm. Like, do y'all sit down and say, like, I don't know if it's like a weekly thing, a daily thing, or a monthly thing, but you sit down with your family and just kind of check the temperature, how the household is, That's you know? Good. Good, 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 good. I would say, yeah, so my mine isn't as, um, it's not on the calendar, but uh, as the tone reaches a certain point or I see it's going in a certain way, we'll either have a conversation as a family or with the affected parties because I have three children, 16, soon to be 18 and 20, then I have 10 and eight. So mm-hmm. some, of, some of the things that they're going through aren't necessarily, that initial conversation isn't necessarily appropriate for the 10 and eight. Right. Some things that they want to get off. And we, we had one of those probably three weeks ago. Um, we had an incident in the family that, um, so dealing, dealing with adult children, well, um, I think that's how you get into heaven. I think, I think I think that's in Matthew somewhere or, or, or Ezekiel. <laughs> it might it might it, it might be Habakkuk. Nobody reads Habakkuk. It's in First Peter. But I, yeah, right. I had to realize that the age that she is, I was already at the house, out of the house. So when I was making mistakes that are stupid in hindsight, they weren't on my parents' watch. Mm. She's still in the house. You can correct that. Right. But I also have to mind, okay, how do you become accountable if I'm always saving you and, and over-parenting you because you're here and I don't want you to leave? That's the other thing. I left early. I wish I'd have stayed four or five more years. Financially, I'd have a whole other podcast. But I, I saw the frustration in her face like you treat me like a child. In my mind, I'm like, you are. But I had to, um, I had to temper that with, you, you're my child in terms of birth, right, in terms of responsibility, but you're at an age where you can literally go out here and get into whatever you want to get into. I know you're not prepared to deal with all the ramifications of that, but I can't shelter you but so much. So that had an incident in, in that realm, and it, and it kind of led to, the other thing is, you are setting the example, right? So now all of the children are old enough and uh, observant enough to see what's happening, like how repercussions work. If nothing happens with child number one, child number two, three, four, five, think that that's the same, and then they push the line a little bit. So, shorten it. Um, yes, we have those check-ins, age appropriate, and it seems like at the end of every year, that's how we spend New Year's, yeah. coming in. Like, like what's happening, we, we put our goals on the board, did we achieve them? What things are you missing from me? Because I like I fail as a parent often because I'm still trying to prioritize things, trying to make things happen. And I may not have recognized that that child had a look on their face that I should have asked some more questions about. Yeah. So it's it's a yes, we do. But it can't just be based on a schedule. Mm -hmm. You have to be always engaged, engaged as much as possible to see what's going off, off the rail. Yeah. Gotcha. Speaking of that same, like mine is it's not so scheduled. It's more so an assessment of uh, I don't want to overparent. You know what I mean? Like my my 17 year old, as he makes mistakes, I try to back off and watch him and see how much he gonna self correct. 
And that way, that's a good way for me to gauge if you're really getting these lessons I'm giving you, you know, if I'm laying something down, if you really get it, or if you just, you got it in the moment just to shut me up, you know what I mean? Like, let me do this so you can shut up talking to me. They won't say that, but you know, that's the motivation. So now if I see so much build up, build up, build up, it's time for a check-in. So, and I'm, I'm conscious about trying to do it in front of my wife because it's, it's like he said, the, the five and the seven, some of these conversations above they pay grade. <laughs> Don't play. You and you come here. So yeah. now I have to give it to him. One, so me and my wife are on the same page. And two, <clears throat> inherently, no slug to women. I swear we love women. I swear we do. <laughs> Big we're enablers, bro. Like 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 my wife is 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 a serial enabler. But she will get with she get with him. But if he's slipping on something, she'll be like, well maybe he was we don't know what he was thinking. Let's ask him. Well, I'm telling you, he probably was, ma'am, ma'am, please. <laughs> we'll need that right now. Sit right there. Hey, why did you do that? And then he'll say something totally different from what she said. And you know, I got to hit up with him. Hmm. Imagine that. Nice try. So now, as we go through that, I can see, I always start every talk with, why did you do that? Because it might have made sense to him. So now that helped me assess like what part we need to fix. I can't just be like, that's wrong, you shouldn't have done that. Maybe he thought he was doing the right thing because of his logic behind it. Like, why did you do it though? Like, what you was trying to do? Well, I was trying to put that there because then I knew later that was going to be in the way, so I moved. Oh, that's, oh, that's smart. However, this is the part you missed right here. Yeah. It's sitting there, it went bad, and it crashed, and it made all this go bad. Oh, I ain't know that part. Yeah, so good, good line of thinking. Fix this one piece right here. Mm-hmm. Where in my old self, I would have overparented. I would have went in hot. Man, da 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 He would have got a word in to explain to me, well, this is why I did it. I don't give a damn why you did it. If it's wrong, don't do it. You don't really make no progress like that. And they're less likely to bring something to you that's more dire in the, in the future. They, don't, yeah. they can't trust you about breaking the glass, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When they get caught drunk in public, then what? And that's a good point, because I feel like, um, at least in this generation now, a lot of times, uh, the kids that are coming up kind of keep stuff to themselves, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're not really wanting to open up and be vulnerable, because from previous experience growing up, right, yeah, yeah. it hasn't been a safe space More to really be vulnerable, because we don't know what we finna get back. Or well, what they finna take away. That too. You yeah. finna get beaten. That's, I mean, off, off rip. Yeah. You was gonna get to beat, and I started living my life ex- like factoring the whipping in. <laughs> like at some point it, it stops working. It's yeah. like, right, it's probably yeah. gonna get beat for Yeah. So to piggyback off something you said about your child, you said at 18, you know, they were like, I'm grown, you know, and you were thinking about when you were out of the house mm-hmm. at that age or 20. Do you feel like just us and our race, we push out our kids too early? Way too early. Because it's, it's like we have this running, not even running joke, but running thing is, it's our turn. It's our turn to inflict. It's our turn to enforce. It's our turn to be king of the house. It's our turn to, to, to be the tyrant. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we got and we turned out okay. Right? So my, my, my I haven't beat my children in some, some of my children. 60% of my children, and we can say stuff like that, we got way a lot of kids. But 60% of my children, I don't think I've had a beating. Mm. 40% for sure, but I realized that. They got that little in. Three out of five, two out of five, um, it was math, math was math. 
But I, I realized that that was the reaction because that was the reaction that I saw, right? And that was the reaction that my dad's like, they, his dad didn't talk to him. He's, I mean, his, he, he remembers a few conversations that him and his dad had that were meaningful, and one was at high school. And then he went into the military. So if you come from a generation where you beat sense into kids, you think like that's kind of your default until you start the process. And like you said, we start talking about mental health and, and, and we're taking this pause as, as, a, as a generation. Like, man, that, when you beat me, that actually didn't help. <laughs> I'm not saying all of them weren't warranted. And I actually understand the logic. Like I never felt like I was abused by the standards of then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I got it, but we never got to a conversation that actually solved it. I just knew what was coming. So now my decision is, is the whipping worth it, not is the activity, should I be doing it or not? No, for sure, man. I, I kind of... No, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go I, ahead. I look at this, man, like, now I try and get, side, get outside of my spectrum of what I view as things. I try and look outside my eyes. I even look at other races on how, you know, their generational things pass down. Like, you know, in some other race households, the kids never leave the house until they are 100% prepared. When they leave the house, they getting a house. Right. You got a hundred bands saved up. Right. Your car's paid for, your credit on point. You know, and I'm just like, wow, like, you know, this is totally different than my environment. Get off my internet. That's what we talk. Not that you guys say a thing about this though. Um, that's that's the norm of our background and our history growing up. We didn't have that kind of space or the resources. Like you being here, I would never say this as a parent to a child. But in those days, a lot of those situations, that child being there was a burden on the house, a yeah, burden yeah. on that parent. I need you to hurry up and get on and go do you so I can better free up some resources over here so I can survive, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas now, we're making more financially literate decisions to where we're doing better things. I have the space where you can stay and not impede on me. So that's the problem that, or the issue rather, they had the space, they had the resources, they had the, the information to share with those children. That's why you say those other races, they stay until, yeah. yeah, you're in a five, six bedroom house with five bathrooms. There's not a line at the door beating on the door trying to get to the toilet. Sure. There's not a line waiting on the telephone, the one corded phone in the whole house. Can't nobody get to the phone. You, you're using up my resources, my water bill. Yeah. So if they bring it home $800 a month, you see what I'm saying? The rent is 400 of that. Electric, gas, water is another 300 of that. So now they got $100 left for the month. And now it's them and four children. And they still got to buy enough food for 30 days. I need you to get up and get on. Whereas now, if, if hell, if I got a... <laughs> I got this many garages and I got a refrigerator in every garage and food and a pantry and six bedroom or whatever the case may be and now everybody could be on a certain part of the house and I don't even know you're there. It's easy for you to stay here till you're 25 and I paid off your car and your credit is in a place because I've established your credit for you because obviously you don't have certain things going on. I set you up to win. So now I'm seeing more of our people actually yeah, taking yeah, the, those steps. The information has been the biggest piece, man. And I think one thing that has separated the generations is 
information, but just access to information, man. I think social media has tremendously changed a lot of people with just having access. Not even social media, but just the internet. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I recall a situation just with my grandmother on the process of buying a car. You know, she was like, no, you got to have three, four thousand dollars to put down and you ain't got the union no car. I'm like, because that's like, been the experience. Yeah. I'm exactly. like, it don't exactly. work like that. credit score is five sixty, you got to put eight thousand dollars down. Yeah, I was just like, I car. just had a partner when got a car that put no money down. He rolling. I'm trying to yeah. roll out. Yeah. <laughs> nah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's to a good point because <clears throat> me and Chop uh, used to work together back in Mississippi. Uh, I had told him, I said, man, look, man, I got, uh, I'm trying to get a new car. Woo -woo, and I said, man, I'm about to put about 20000 yeah, on that car. Really, man, say, he had to stop me. Man like that. Man, say, whoa, he said, whoa, whoa, you finna crash out. <laughs> and in my head, I thought it was the best idea. I said, yeah. why? I ain't saying no car, no. I'm cool. He said, yeah, nah, dog. He said, you need to go get a credit union. So then guess what? I take my ass home. I told my mom, I said, ma, hey, uh, I'm about to get this car, but I need a credit union. I got a credit union. And then in my head, I'm like, well, why hell you ain't saying nothing? I didn't told you <laughs> plenty of times I was trying to get a car and all these different avenues you could have. But the thing is, is that, and kudos to my mom, I believe personally, she's one of those people where she want me to have to ask those questions to yeah. Like it's how I feel is as a parent, right? In my perspective, I want to prepare my kids. Yeah. But at the same time, certain things I do want you to ask me mm -hmm. as your parent. So then that way we can go through it together. You see what I'm saying? That way we can kind of, I can teach you, you can take that information, then you can use it and apply it. Because sometimes, I'm a victim of, my mom would tell me something, and I'm like, all right, appreciate it. I may blow it off. And yeah. then I'll come back and say, I need to do this. She said, well, remember a couple months ago when I brought that up? You you wasn't trying to listen to me? Yeah. That part. So, Stick in the walking path. Huh? Yeah, to that a little bit, drop your seeds on though. Mm -hmm. Like, don't go through the whole explanation of the whole step-to-step -step about it. Mm -hmm. Because... Also, the, the 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 slippery slope that that can exist on is maybe he never really that child never really come across anything to spark that thought. But if you would have planted that seed, don't give it to him. But mm -hmm. plant the seed. Like like for instance, I had a conversation with my my 17 year old and he had an 18 year old cousin at the time, both males. I stood them in my kitchen in my house. I was like, man, y'all walking around, y'all eat like real heavy, like y'all good. I'm glad y'all comfortable like that, but. Yes, y'all. You know, I child Where your head at? How much? If you left today, how much money a month would you need to live? How much money a month would you leave to need to live? One of them said a thousand. That boy ain't in Dallas. Yeah, <laughs> he ain't in Dallas. <laughs> yeah. So he saw my face. So the other one tried to compensate. I'm gonna get two thousand. You get the same dumb look. Like, oh, what? <laughs> but let's break this down. So I go through step by step by step by step. Yeah. You like this, don't you? You like this, don't you? So it wasn't a matter of, hey, man, y'all need to go get a job. Y'all need this kind of career. You need this kind of bread. Just ask little questions and walk off. Like, okay, well, I'm not telling y'all what to do, but right now an apartment, because y'all not finna go buy a house right now and get conditioned if you left today. An apartment runs this, food runs this, electric, gas, water. Maybe you get an apartment with no gas. Good for you. So let's let's wipe that. Let's wipe that eight bucks off the table. Right, right, right. You gonna drive a car? What you gonna do? You gonna Uber? You going out to eat? You partying? You dancing? You clothes? These shoes, y'all, y'all fresh. So by the time we go through all of this, I walk away. So then they come back two weeks later. I adjusted my budget. I think this is what I need. You're still not ready for this conversation. <laughs> so I say that to say I didn't sit down like, hey, this is a financial literacy class. 
But however, planting the seeds, and it's a game to them, and it's funny, and it is, we laugh through lessons too, though. That way, if you make the learning fun, and it's like, I'm not gonna bash you and call you dumb, because you don't have the information, but you are ignorant to the fact of how these things move. But I do, it is our responsibility, because we didn't, like you say, you was gonna drop that 20, and he caught you like, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. And then you go home and you tell your mom, like, hey, look for this credit union. And she's like, no, no, I already got that. But like you said, if she'd hit you with the, well, if you're looking for a car, I, you know, I, I know I'm to get my car to a credit union and walk off. She didn't tell you to go get a credit union. She didn't say, hey, I'm gonna go take you to join my credit union. She hit you with a little nugget and walk off. So now if you come back later, when he hit you with that, man, my mama tell me something about a credit union. You gonna go revisit the conversation. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that ain't your first time being introduced to it. Mm -hmm. You got the nugget at home. Somebody watered that seed out of the street. Then now you know where the foundation at though. I'm gonna go yeah. and talk to my mama about this because we chopped it up about this. Hey, my partner was telling me about that, that credit union thing you was talking about. Who you want? Yeah, I'm still over there. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's a, that's a different approach. Yeah. So don't just, don't, don't not give it to him, but don't hand it to him either, though. He's not going to appreciate it. And that's a good point. So I wanted to ask both of you guys. Do you guys think as a whole, yeah. is parenting gone soft? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I, had, I had girls first. I had girl, girl, boy, girl, boy. I was done. And, and actually, that's what caused me to kind of go over the top with my son, because I was like, ah, now I can get aggressive. But that wasn't the thing that worked for him. And that's the other thing. Like, the parenting style that worked for one doesn't work for three. That worked for two didn't work for five. They're all little humans, little algorithms. So you gotta, you gotta be attentive and engaged with them, parenting them for who they are and not who you want them to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. Me and my wife use a term called PAP, P-A-P, punk-ass parent. So anytime we catch each other doing something stupid soft, she's like, yeah, you over there packing. <laughs> so it's real. Like, my son was seven years old, and I looked up, and I was, that, I was tying this shoe. Show papping ass. Papping ass. Yeah, that's right. You know how to tie this shoe? So you know how to tie your shoe? She's like, you must know. You're tying this shoe. He's seven. I'm not tying your shoe. Not another day. So I agree with that, but that self-check. But imagine out in the world, these parents not having these conversations. Parenting is stupid soft right now. Mm -hmm. Everybody's scared for their child to bump their head. You know, we, we, we grew up in some harsh, harsh situations. But them folks also calling DHS too. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and the thing the is, kid, like, I seen some where some kids was like, I'm gonna call them people and say, You hit me. That's <laughs> crazy. Sometimes you, uh, you can start too late. Yeah. Like, if you're trying mm. to catch, if you're trying to catch a behavior at 14, man. It's tough. You catch it at That's on you. That's <laughs> tough. <laughs> you gonna do more tolerating than teaching, because it's, yeah, you can. You it's gotta, there. You gotta, you gotta set the tone. Like humans push situations to the limit in all cases. Think about it. even even when it's positive, you got a raise. You got ten thousand dollar raise. Three months later, what you looking for? Man, could I got fifteen? What it take to get fifteen so next year? Like with like, got a three bedroom house. Man, that five bedroom look, I mean, it's, it's cool. That's my next goal. Like, we never enjoy anything <laughs> for a long period of time. So kids, you know, they'll, they'll push the situation to the limit, to the, to the extent of your correction. And the reality is parents got to get over themselves, man. We, we so, we set these, some of us are setting these kids up because we're embarrassed to give them the information in, in the way that we got it. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, I went through a foreclosure. I don't want you to do that. I'm not just telling you because 
this is a cool thing to say and this is what everybody's saying on, on IG when they want you to buy their course. Like, no, we, we, you may be prone to this because this has shown up in our family several times. Yeah. Instead, we just try to parent and give them a different environment. And I'm guilty of it too. You'll, you'll, they'll never know how we live. They'll never experience how you live. But they need to know what is feeding, what informs them. Mm. It's hard to watch your kids suffer. I, I, I get it. But then if you think about how, how much more pain it would cause you to know your child living under a bridge, eating out of a dumpster, because you didn't let them go through that suffrage at that young age to learn this lesson. It's like, oh, I can't let you go there, they're gonna pick on you. Or I can't let you not get them the $300 shoes you just asked me for, who you talking to? You want a $300 pair of shoes, because if you get the $150 pair of shoes, they gonna talk about you. But now you're gonna get the $50 pair. So I'm not gonna play this game, so now you gotta go get this lesson. If they laugh at you, that's good. Because now, and it's easy for me to say, from where I sit, that's not my reality. All them children know is, I get up, I go to school, this is my whole world, this is my universe. Well, if this is my universe, and I get ridiculed in my universe, my world just came crashing down. Well, let it crash for a minute, son, because when you're back there and stuff that start happening that matter, you're gonna be a hero, you're gonna be the king. Or if you're not be the king in your world, I'm trying to get you them lessons early. Yeah, that's painful, it hurt. Let's walk through it though. Don't be that person, don't be a puppet to the crowd, to where the crowd dictate how you move and what you invest your money in or your time in. Whereas now if I make you follow the trends of the crowd, oh, they gonna, they gonna drive me, they gonna get on me, these boys gonna go hard on me. Now you run here, next thing I know, you tooting powder because they laughing at you because you're the only boy in the room not doing, doing, mm -hmm. doing drugs. That's a real thing. Around. And that ain't your thing, that ain't for you. So because it's not for you early, and I set that tone early, it ain't nothing they can say down the road that's gonna coerce you into doing some stuff that's just not for you. Be it money, women, a woman not gonna manipulate you. Hey, you laced up on that. But not gonna walk <laughs> up and she's not gonna be able to blow in your ear. You're like, I think she loves me. She blew in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> you talking to me? She blew in everybody else. So <laughs> she's a blower. <laughs> Man, so so <clears throat> what's next for you guys, man? What's next? Break it down to us, man. Bro, man. Tell the people. This is a um this was a, a burden that turned into a podcast that birthed the network. Yeah. Mm. So for me, I, I said often he be rolling his eyes. Like I'm I'm working my way off the camera in the sense of everything you see, you see me. I don't want that to be the association. I want the network to be a place where you can come to get content that's meaningful in various forms, whether it's comedic, whether it's serious, whether it's dramatic, whether it's a documentary. That's my whole play is uh, facilitating growth for men to see themselves in a different light, see their brothers in a different light. It's kind of like um, own for men. That's my play. So everything for me is, is, is network. So DSN, DSN or nothing. Same, man. Just, just, just try to be open. I'm trying to push the levels in both levels. And what I mean by that is professionally, keep growing the brand, keep growing the business, but also keep growing the network. I, I truly love this. I enjoy it. Um, it's therapeutic for me. I, I, never, I walk in a room and I never meet a stranger. So 
that could do great things for us. I'm, I'm a hell of a networker. I do the marketing for my own business. So growing a business, meeting people and, and putting people in front of people, I do that. So as far as, like you say, our content, our platform that we use now, as far as Dear Son, now under the DSN, the network, there's other avenues, other projects coming up, uh, live interaction. Um, Hell, skits. Yeah. There's there's shows coming up. There's documentaries. There's there's so much that we're able to do. Mm -hmm. um, and and I've often been told my my personality is larger than life. I enjoy that man because as a kid my temper was was ridiculous. I moved and moved and moved. I probably went to 27 schools between kindergarten and fifth grade. I kid you not. So because of that I know the whole city. So now then once I start doing that. I adapted to that. So now if I walk in the room, I don't know what it means to stand in the corner because I'm, I'm unfamiliar. My whole life was built on not being familiar with who in the room. So now laughing and joking, people are drawn to that. So now we put the fighting down. Like I'm done fighting and all of that. Old. That run people away. So laughing, joking, playing. But I know what I need to know to survive in life mm -hmm. and be professional, but I'm not stuffy like that, you know, to myself. Trash talk, buy your classic coming up, so we finna drag Grambling in the mud with the <laughs> hate week rivalry again. So, you know, can't see it on that, bro. That's what's up, man. Shout out to the swag, man. You know I'm a J State. Oh, really? Yeah, for sure. Come on, guys. Yeah. 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 That's what's up, man. Nah, man, look, we definitely appreciate y'all coming out today, man. This is big. Thanks. And we uh, enjoy returning the favor, man. Yes, sir. You know, I know appreciate y'all for coming, man. Yeah, we definitely got to do some work in the future, man. I know you got big endeavors coming yeah. towards the end of the year, so we looking forward to that, supporting on however we can with that, man. Appreciate that. Um, before we adjourn, man, if y'all can shout out your social media handles so people can find you. The Dear Son Podcast on IG and Facebook. That'll lead you to everything. Also, thedearsonpodcast.com. Yep. Me, uh, I'm affiliated with all of those networks as well. And, and me personally is Jay Black on IG. That's J-E-Y-B-L-A-C. And I think it's the same on TikTok. I got to be better with that, man. <laughs> I, 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 I got like 400 followers on there. <laughs> we got like thousands of followers to the network, which I'm good with that. I'd rather you follow the network than me personally. You the network, you follow the network. Yeah, yeah so and it's gonna come back to you, right. you know right. what I'm saying? If I get my following up, then that's- More, more attention, to the, to the exactly. Network. So I gotta be more attentive. Yeah, it all work hand in hand. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, and thank y'all, man. I know y'all trying to end, but man, thank y'all. Oh, no, we, we, we appreciate it, man. We uh, we don't take this for granted, so much success on your platform. However, we can help. Let us know. Yeah, absolutely, so man. Definitely it. grateful for both of y'all, man, for sure. All right, chop. Wrap us up, man. All right, man. Well, everybody, that is it for the Chop It Up podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show as much as we did. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We are on YouTube. Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Man, you know what it is. It's the Chop It Up Podcast Show, baby. And we out. Dope, dope.